During the 14th century, there was a disease that struck terror into the hearts of millions, known as the bubonic plague. This silent and invisible terror spread across the world, causing fear among entire civilizations. The Black Death, as it's commonly known, had a significant impact on human history, leaving behind a mark of devastation and despair. In today's fascinating exploration, we will examine the origins, transmission, symptoms, and far-reaching historical consequences of this relentless pandemic. We will take a journey through a dark and haunting past that serves as a reminder of the tremendous impact of diseases and a testament to the resilience of humanity in the face of unimaginable adversity. If you're ready to travel back in time with me, grab your Plague Doctor mask and we'll dive right in. This is Mental History. Thanks for listening. At its core, the Black Death represents a harrowing chapter in history, a term that vividly conjures the horrors of a catastrophic outbreak of bubonic plague that ravaged Europe during the 14th century. This was no ordinary epidemic. It was a cataclysmic event that left an unforgettable mark on the course of human civilization. First, the bubonic form is characterized by the gruesome swelling of lymph nodes, grotesquely referred to as buboes. These painful lumps are a testament to the disease's relentless march as it spreads through the body's lymphatic system, leaving agony in its wake. But the dread doesn't end there. The bubonic plague can shapeshift into other horrifying incarnations. It can transform into the septicemic form, a nightmarish descent into blood poisoning, or the pneumonic form, a cruel assault on the respiratory system. Each of these manifestations is a sinister twist in the tale of a disease that has haunted humanity for centuries. And then we return to the Black Death, that infamous and destructive episode in the annals of bubonic plague. It's more than a mere historical footnote. It's a stark reminder of the cataclysmic power of infectious diseases and their ability to shape the destiny of nations and leave an indelible scar on the collective memory of humanity. This tale begins in the distant east, in the bustling city of Kaffa, situated in the Crimean Peninsula. The year was 1345, and the Mongol Golden Horde, led by Yanni Beg, laid siege to the city. Within Kaffa's walls, a terrible plight unfolded. Among Yanni Beg's predominantly Tartar troops, a devastating disease began to spread. An insidious disease that would come to be known as the Black Death. As the siege dragged on, Yanni Beg's army faced a dire predicament. Scores of his soldiers fell victim to the relentless disease with no known cure. Desperate to conquer the city, the Mongols resorted to a gruesome tactic. They began catapulting the corpses of their infected comrades over Kaffa's walls in a horrifying bid to infect the city's inhabitants. 
While that certainly played into the transmission of the Black Death, some speculate that infected rats may have also slipped through siege lines, unwittingly becoming couriers of death. By 1346, Kaffa had fallen, but the plague did not end with the city's surrender. Giannese traders, sensing the impending catastrophe, fled across the Black Sea to Constantinople. Little did they know that they carried with them not just goods, but an invisible terror that would soon engulf Europe. The first outbreak in Constantinople persisted for a year, but this was only the beginning. The Black Death would return to haunt the city ten more times before 1400, leaving a trail of death behind it. This plague, carried by Giannese galleys, embarked on a nightmarish voyage, arriving in Sicily in October of 1347. It rapidly spread throughout the island, and galleys from Kaffa reached the bustling ports of Genoa and Venice in January of 1348. However, it was the outbreak in Pisa just a few weeks later that served as the entry point to northern Italy. The disease soon found its way to Marcellis, and by the end of January, marking its deadly presence in France. The Black Death's tendrils stretched northwest across Europe, leaving devastation. By June 1348, it had reached not only France, but also Spain, Portugal, and England. From there, it continued its relentless march east and north through Germany, Scotland, Scandinavia, and even reach as far as Norway and Iceland. Not all regions suffered equally, however. Places with limited trade contact, like the majority of the Basque Country, isolated parts of Belgium and the Netherlands, and remote Alpine villages all experienced the plague less frequently. In addition to trade and contact, epidemiologists believe that periods of unfavorable weather also played a role in the spreading of the Black Death. These conditions decimated plague-infected rodent populations, forcing their fleas onto alternative hosts. The disease often peaked during the hot summers of the Mediterranean and the cool autumn months of the southern Baltic region. The Western Asian and North African regions were not spared. The pandemic wreaked havoc on these lands, leading to severe depopulation and permanent changes in economic and social structures. As infected rodents transmitted the disease to new rodents, it spread across the world, even entering from southern Russia. By autumn of 1347, the plague had reached Alexandria in Egypt, carried by a merchant ship from Constantinople. In the late summer of 1348, Cairo, the cultural center of the Islamic world and the largest city in the Mediterranean basin, succumbed to the disease. More than a third of its 600,000 residents perished, and the Nile was flooded with corpses despite the presence of a medieval hospital. Within just two years, the plague had spread throughout the Islamic world, from Arabia across North Africa. Even Mecca, the holy city, was not spared, as pilgrims performing the Hajj unwittingly carried the disease with them. This is just the beginning of our journey into the grim history of the Black Death, the pandemic that reshaped continents, altered societies, and left an enduring legacy. 
The tale of its transmission is a haunting reminder that nature's wrath knows no boundaries, and that even the most advanced civilizations can be brought to their knees. As far as symptoms of the Black Death, imagine the creeping dread of fever ranging from a searing 100 to 106 degrees Fahrenheit, headaches pounding like a relentless drumbeat, and aching joints racked with pain. Nausea and vomiting became cruel companions, while an overwhelming sense of malaise hung heavy in the air. For those unlucky souls who contracted the bubonic plague and left it untreated, the statistics were chillingly grim. An astonishing 80% faced death's cold embrace within a mere eight days. Now picture the terror of this time through contemporary accounts. The most haunting and unforgettable symptom was the appearance of the aforementioned buboes, monstrous, pus-filled swellings that festered and bled when probed. As the disease's grip tightened, these dreadful growths emerged in the most harrowing places, the groin, the neck, and the armpits. Some grew as large as an apple, and others the size of an egg. The disease transformed, casting a shadow over the afflicted. Black spots or liver patches would manifest, marking the body's descent into darkness. Sometimes these marks were few but horrifyingly large, while at other times they multiplied into grotesque speckles throughout the body. As if this nightmare needed more layers of horror, the acute fever would seize the victim and the ultimate nightmare would commence. The vomiting of blood. The merciless progression of the disease allowed most people a mere two to seven days of a tortured existence after the initial infection. Even freckle-like spots and rashes, seemingly innocent, became ominous signs, potential indicators of the plague's insidious presence. These were the cruel, chilling manifestations of an age when the Black Death held Europe in its merciless grip leaving a legacy of horror and suffering for generations to come. The exact number of lives lost is unknown. Estimates range from 75 to 200 million people. However, better sources aren't needed to confirm these numbers and understand the true extent of the impact. Recent studies of pollen samples from 1250 to 1450 reveal a patchwork of despair and resilience. Different regions experienced varying degrees of mortality, with Scandinavia, France, Western Germany, Greece, and Central Italy suffering the most, while Central and Eastern Europe, Iberia, and Ireland experienced uninterrupted agricultural growth. The magnitude of death in the 14th century was staggering, far surpassing even the worst outbreaks of Y. pestis plague in the 20th century. India's cities saw as much as 3% of their population succumb to the disease, but the Black Death dwarfed even these grim statistics. Archaeologists have uncovered haunting mass burial sites in Europe where hundreds, even thousands of skeletons rested side by side. These grave sites provide insights to the biological, sociological, historical, and anthropological implications of the Black Death. Medieval historian Philip de Leder suggests that over four years, 45 to 50 percent of the European population perished, 
while Norwegian historian Ole Benedict Tau believes the grim tally could have reached as high as 60%. In 1348, a third of Europe's population had already succumbed to the disease before its origins were understood. In overcrowded cities, death claimed as much as 50% of lives, with Paris, Flores, Hamburg, Bremen, and London losing nearly 60% of their citizens. Despite the devastation, there were isolated areas where the contagion's grip was less severe, such as Dawai and Flanders and regions like Hainaut, Finland, northern Germany, and parts of Poland. Those who cared for the sick were not spared, though. Monks, nuns, and priests fell victim to this disease and the onslaught of the Black Death. In the heart of the Black Death's darkness, a peculiar figure emerged on the haunting streets of Europe, the Plague Doctor. These enigmatic individuals, cloaked in long, beak-like masks and dressed in head-to-toe protective garments, became synonymous with the grim era of the bubonic plague. The attire of a plague doctor was a grotesque sight to behold. Their most distinctive feature was the bird-like mask, often adorned with a long, curved beak. This beak served a dual purpose. It was filled with aromatic herbs, spices, and dried flowers. The prevailing medical theory of the time, Mesema theory, held that foul odors carried disease. Plague doctors believed that the sweet-smelling concoctions within their masks would ward off the noxious miasmas that they thought caused the plague. The rest of their outfit was equally eerie but practical. Plague doctors wore long, waxed robes that resembled a full-body overcoat, complete with gloves, boots, and a wide-brimmed hat. The entire ensemble was made of a thick, impenetrable fabric to shield them from any potential contact with the disease. However, the effectiveness of these precautions was limited. While the masks may have provided some psychological comfort and protection against splattering body fluids, they did little to prevent the transmission of the plague through fleas and respiratory droplets. Plague doctors, often working in grim and dangerous conditions, were tasked with the inevitable duty of tending to the sick and dying. They would visit homes, plague-stricken households, and even mass grave sites, offering what limited medical care they could. Their primary tools were rudimentary and sometimes bizarre, long canes or sticks used to examine patients from a distance, and a hooked instrument for lifting clothing and objects without direct contact. Despite their distinctive appearance and dedication to their work, the lives of plague doctors were fraught with peril. Many of them contracted the very disease they sought to combat, as their protective gear was far from foolproof. The sight of a plague doctor appearing was often met with a mixture of relief and dread, a harbinger of medical aid, yet a stark reminder of the relentless grip of the Black Death. The legacy of the plague doctors endures as a haunting symbol of a time when humanity faced an invisible terror. These brave individuals ventured into the abyss, risking their lives to provide what comfort and care they could to those affected by the plague. Their peculiar attire and unwavering commitment to their duty remind us of the resilience of the human spirit in the face of unimaginable 
adversity. When we return from the break, we'll dive into the theories surrounding this devastating time in history, including how the disease was transferred. We will also look at the lasting psychological effects of the Black Death as a whole. Mental health isn't something to be taken lightly. That's why Own Your Stigma works with mental health advocates to break down barriers. Mental History Podcast is here to spark conversations, spread understandings, and erase the stigma surrounding mental health. Use code MENTALHISTORY, all one word, at ownyourstigma.com to unlock an exclusive 15% off discount on your entire order. Embrace their empowering merchandise designed to remind you that every step of your journey is worth celebrating. Ownyourstigma.com affiliate code MENTALHISTORY. To support the show in another special way, follow at Mental History Podcast on Instagram. The theories of transmission begin with the wrath of rats and fleas. The image of rats scurrying through medieval streets, carrying with them fleas brimming with the deadly Yersinia pestis bacterium, is a part of the Black Death's lore. But the mystery lies in how this microscopic alliance led to such a catastrophic pandemic. Some experts suggest that a perfect storm of factors, including overcrowded urban centers and poor sanitation, created ideal conditions for the rapid spread of this disease. Others wonder if the role of rats and fleas has been somewhat exaggerated, and if human-to-human transmission through respiratory droplets from coughing or sneezing played a more significant role than we previously thought. In an age before the germ theory of disease, people sought explanations of the plague's origin in the mystical realm of the miasma theory. They believed that poisonous vapors, often attributed to the alignment of planets or other celestial events, tainted the air and spread the disease. The Black Death was seen as a malevolent fog that clung to the cities and towns, striking down its victims. But did these superstitious beliefs have any basis in reality, or were they simply desperate attempts to make sense of the unexplainable? This brings us to the biological warfare conspiracy. The idea of using disease as a weapon is not new, and some historians propose that the Black Death may have been the result of a diabolical plan to weaken rival nations. According to this theory, besieged cities might have catapulted plague-ridden corpses over their walls, unleashing the contagion upon their enemies. While this conspiracy theory is tantalizing, concrete evidence remains elusive. Was a sinister plot at play, or was this mere speculation born of paranoia? In the aftermath of the Black Death, Europe became a continent steeped in fear. Survivors lived with the constant knowledge that death could strike at any moment. The psychological trauma of losing loved ones and witnessing the horrors of the disease left a mark on history. People developed an obsession with personal hygiene and cleanliness, believing it could protect them from the relentless specter of death. 
the pervasive stench of death became a haunting presence, driving people to carry pomanders, scented balls filled with herbs, to mask the grim reality that surrounded them. In times of great suffering, people often turned to religion for solace and answers. The Black Death led to a surge of religious fervor with the emergence of groups like Plagellants. These people believed that the plague was a divine punishment and sought redemption through self-flagellation and public displays of penance. Their haunting processions, marked by the rhythmic sound of whips striking flesh, were a testament to the desperation and fear that gripped society. Art and culture served as mirrors to the trauma of the Black Death. The Dance of Death, or Dance Macabre, emerged as a powerful and haunting theme in art, literature, and even music. This macabre motif depicted skeletons leading people from all walks of life, such as kings, peasants, or clergy, into a dance that ended in the grave. It served as a stark reminder of mortality. As we delve deeper into the mysteries surrounding the Black Death and the profound psychological impact it had, I invite you to immerse yourself in the enigma that still lingers in the pages of history. Even to this day, echoes of the Black Death, its secrets, and enduring scars are left behind that continue to haunt us. It is time now for our conspiracy theory section, and I would like to remind everyone that conspiracy theories are to be taken with a huge grain of salt. Just because I am sharing these theories does not mean I believe or endorse them. I'm simply sharing them for entertainment's sake. During the Black Death's time in Europe, particularly in the 14th century, a baseless and dangerous conspiracy theory emerged, accusing Jewish communities of being responsible for the plague. Some falsely claimed that Jewish people were poisoning wells to spread the disease. This led to violent persecutions and mass killings of Jewish individuals and communities in various regions. The accusations against Jewish people were rooted in ignorance, prejudice, and fear, and they had devastating consequences for innocent lives. In the 19th century, amid a lack of understanding of the true cause of the bubonic plague, some proposed an outlandish theory that suggested the plague was caused by a meteorite impact. According to this theory, the impact released deadly gases that spread the disease. However, this idea lacked scientific evidence and support, and is now considered a debunked explanation of the plague's origins. Over the years, there have been speculations that the bubonic plague might have been used as a form of biological warfare intentionally deployed by military or political entities to weaken their enemies. While there have been documented instances of diseases being used as weapons in history, there is no credible evidence to support this theory in the context of the bubonic plague. The pandemic spread was primarily attributed to the natural transmission of bacterium and fleas and rodents like we had discussed earlier. As with many historical events and phenomena, there are many theories that suggest the bubonic plague may have had an extraterrestrial origin, such as being brought to Earth by aliens. 
these ideas, often lacking any scientific basis, fall into the realm of pseudoscience and speculative conspiracy theories. The overwhelming scientific consensus, as we know, attributes the pandemic to natural causes. But recently, there have been conspiracy theories surrounding modern outbreaks of the bubonic plague. Some individuals have suggested that these outbreaks were intentionally caused or manipulated by governments or organizations for various reasons. Such claims typically lack credible evidence and are often fueled by mistrust of authorities or a desire to find sinister explanations for disastrous natural events. Conspiracy theories tend to arise in times of crisis, uncertainty, or ignorance, and they can have detrimental effects, including the spread of fear, misinformation, and social unrest. In the case of the bubonic plague, the scientific community has thoroughly studied and understood its causes and transmission mechanisms, with no credible support for the aforementioned conspiracy theories. It is essential, as always, to rely on well-established scientific knowledge and historical evidence when examining such historical events. As we come to the end of our journey through the chilling history of the Black Death and the bubonic plague, we are left with a haunting image of a time where humanity faced an invisible terror of unparalleled magnitude. As the Black Death traversed countries, cultures, and religions, it left behind stories of resilience, survival, and loss. This wasn't just a historical event, but a catastrophic chapter in human history. As we part ways, I invite you to reflect on this chapter in history, a testament to the resilience of humanity in the face of adversity, and a reminder of the enduring power of diseases to shape the course of civilizations. Thank you for listening. To stay connected and never miss a beat, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Mental History Podcast. There you'll find captivating visuals, behind-the-scenes stories, and exciting updates on upcoming episodes. For an extra special way to show your support, check out the show notes for links to my other empowering creative projects. These endeavors support both the podcast and Creations by V, LLC. Stay curious, embrace learning, and question everything. Thank you.